With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Today's episode of the Terrace Scottish Football Podcast comes in association with Nutmeg, the Scottish football periodical. The subscription-only quarterly publication is filled with top-quality writers, great articles and fascinating stories about the beautiful game in Scotland. Get your subscription at www.nutmegmagazine.co.uk. Welcome to Thursday's edition of the Terrace Scottish Football Podcast. I am your host, Joel Sked, and I'm joined today by a man who opted against supporting Celtic and all those that trophy-laden success, uh, and instead went for the Rafe Rovers, Sean McGuigan. Hello. And I'm joined by one man who, um, who didn't take up the chalice of Dundee United, their boardroom, instability and mediocrity, and instead supported Dundee, their uh, mediocrity and boardroom stab- instab- instability. It's better for your wardrobe choices to have dark blue. Tangerine's an awful colour to m- match with anything. Tangerine his latest signing said that he could not wait to wear the famous Tangerine jerseys. And he's, I think he's from Slovakia. It shows you how famous that Tangerine jersey is. There's no accounting for taste. Just might just be a big Arab. Might be that. Who knows? We're, we're not going to touch on Dundee United today, unfortunately. Um, <clears throat> or fortunately. They, they, they've picked up... They've picked up one team in Dundee that hasn't picked up no. are Dundee. No, no. McCann's Dundee. And that's why I'm here. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> as soon as I saw that you were on the show, I thought, perfect, we'll start with Dundee. Yep. This, is, and this is not the only show that Gary Cocker has been on, talking about Dundee. You've just been honing yourself out to other podcasts. Pretty much, yeah. Lift just anyone, lift, Lifting your skirt to anybody that'll ask. Anyone that'll have me, I'll I, take them. I like the fact that the blurb made it sound like that you were the host of a podcast about yourself. I actually am as well. It's got millions of subscribers. <laughs> And famous in places you've never even heard of. So, where to start? 
I'm going to take off my jumper first. Chairman, okay, I, I, I will talk while you do that. Yeah, Chairman Fowler is going to be furious with me. Uh, I, I think we should potentially start from the um, the end and work our way back, or not so much the end. Air United. Going by the highlights, Dundee looked like the away side or a lower league away side. You'd be correct. Uh, you would think that the jer- uh, the jerseys had been swapped. Dundee were not to put too fine a point on it. Shite. Um, nothing worked, really. I, I actually, I do not know where to begin. I'll begin with the most obvious place, which is Sophie and Musa, who should never play for Dundee again. He should never play football again. He shouldn't even be allowed into this futsal league that takes place at Soccer Worlds in Dundee. He's a prick. Oh. I cannot understand why he did what he did. I know can why you, he did what he did. Can, can you... Like, see if, I, um, if a Rafe Rovers player had done that, mm-hmm. I, I would find it really funny. Like, I, I, mean, think, I think you don't get any humour from it whatsoever. It depends, because I think at that point, it was we were only 1-0 down. It was pretty clear we probably weren't going to get anything from it, but he extinguished that last little bit. You know, like when you see a candle that's still glowing orange and someone just licks their fingers and finishes it off. See when he was walking off, why were the Dundee fans chanting, cheap, cheap, cheap? Because uh, I'm sure they're chanting cheat, 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 Robbie Crawford. I because think it was a, quite a soft... I thought it was quite not, a soft yes second. Was it not Mark Kerr? Or was that another one? Because, well, the problem is, for, was, the list, was, for was, listeners who haven't seen the highlights... There's so many. Yeah, um, he committed, I believe, six fouls. Yeah, either five or six fouls in 15 minutes. It took Ayers' um, highlights. About um, ten minutes of it was John Beaton pointing to all the separate fouls. <laughs> It was, I mean, it was actually quite funny, but it strikes a bigger problem that Dundee have. Um, basically, we signed a Finnish striker called Benjamin Kalman last, I think it was last Thursday. And he's from, and, uh, according to Sky Sports, the Turkish side, Inter-Turkey. Yeah, it's got Turk in the name, it yeah. must be from there. Um, and Musa was put on the bench. Now, he wasn't put on the bench because of Kalman, he was put on the bench because he's shite. And we were trying out Mendy and Whiteman, uh, and Whiten, which mm. didn't end well either. Um, but Musa came on at about the hour mark against Air United. Within 30 seconds of coming on, he'd uh, bundled over an Air United player, which isn't exactly out of character for him because he does tend to be quite passionate uh, in the way that he attacks defenders, um, as if they've stolen something from his house. But he then decided to square up to him and he got a warning from beating him. At that point, I thought, this might not end well. And I think it was his next fellow got him a yellow card, which was just a high boot just going flying in um, and then he committed three or four others where his elbows were flying all over the place he was just rugby tackling players in midair and eventually beaten sent him off quite rightly um, and for me I just wouldn't ever play him again there's, the, the, there's like there's so much anger at Dens Park so I think the, the highlights I saw I think Air United's very first chance came from a corner that was kind of slashed out by Meekings. Josh Meekings. Yeah. Now, now, presumably the game at that point had, hadn't been going on particularly long, but there was two other Dundee players in shop. As soon as he slices it out, they're kind of waving their arms about in the air, so obviously they're not particularly pleased. The crowd were getting on everybody's back, and I think to yourself, jeez, well, you're, only, you're only five minutes in the game, and everybody's already gone mental. That's, uh, that's, that's the first thing I noticed with Dundee, is that how uneasy the defence is, mm-hmm. and then... It's uh, as soon as the defence makes one mistake, the the crowd get on their back and then they shit themselves even more. The I mean, you're saying that as if Dundee have a ready-made solution. You know, it's not like we will have a guy who's played in the Premier League I sitting will, on the bench that I could be a centre back. I'll come on to ask you about Cocker, but just just in terms of um, Meekin, Meekin's been handed the captaincy. Um, 
I'm sorry, I realised that my bizarre look and throwing my hands up in there doesn't translate to the podcast. I'll, 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 just, uh, I'll just say, Beacon's been uh, handed the captaincy. Ellipsis, on you go. The, the thing is, let's go through who Dundee could appoint as captain. Because Darren O'Dee was the captain last season, but he's, I don't know, he's absolutely nowhere. He's not on any pictures that the club's put out. He's not been on the bench. There's not been any word of an injury. I think basically he's been, whether it's been frozen out or whether he's trying to find a new club at the moment and they're just keeping quiet, I don't know. I mean, he's probably but, hiding thinking, right, this Dundee team, is this defence is so bad, but even I can't improve it. Yeah. Even the thing is, what the defence is missing at the moment, the centre-back pairing is Kasunga and Meekins. And Kasunga's job basically is to head the ball away to batter it away and if he fails at those two things he usually ends up getting a red card or giving away a penalty against Eric it was a red card against Aberdeen it was a penalty he didn't play against St Mirren because of I think suspension or an injury and had Colker in instead uh, but it was Jack Hamilton's turn to ship a goal that day so there you go um, so, but, but yeah, so with Kasunga uh, every time I've watched like, you, get, you get certain defenders um, where like for example John Souter Effie Ambrose mm-hmm. and they've got this, this stereotype where um, like 90% of the time they're, they're, yeah. they're solid and there's that 10% or maybe less where like oh they're going to chuck one in mm-hmm. with Kasunga it's more like 60-40 yeah. that's was, not a good I, ratio for a centre back I don't know I'm guessing it was in the highlights uh, I've not brought myself to watch them back yet but I think in the first half Kasunga I was advised to do this quite funny yeah um, I I think Kasunga slips in the first half and Air really should have scored from that yeah yeah, that's right Um, and there were a few fans around me shouting for a foul but you know stepping on the ball does not constitute a foul Um, the I mean the 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 second I think it's the second goal where um, I think Andy Harrell mentioned it on Monday show where uh, no this is the first is this this Shanklin's Okay, so is this where the long ball? Over long the ball. Uh, yes, yeah, it's, um, it's Curran goes out to uh, Curran. So it's a central ball. Curran, mm. the right back, goes to win the header. So the two <laughs> centre backs are behind. So you don't see them. They're not in picture. And the next minute, you know, uh, both centre backs are turning, facing, ch- chasing uh, Lauren Shankland in the middle yeah. of their own goal. It's like what? What? It's, yeah. it's just so uh, defensively disorganised. So what's what's happened with Coker? There's been rumours. There, there have been a lot of rumours. I'm going to use the word allegedly quite a lot here. Um, the different rumours that are going around are that there was some sort of incident in Portugal mm-hmm. uh, involving a bust-up between uh, him and McCann, which resulted in him being sent home early. The club's uh, position on it was that he had a scan for an ankle injury. But ever since then, he's been on the bench, unless he's had to be used, as he was in the St Mirren game, and as he probably will be on Saturday against St Johnson. Um, the other rumour going around is that there was a bid from Leeds before the English deadline close uh, of around about one and a half million and there was different views on whether or not that should be accepted Now I'm not sure whether that was Colker saying accept it, I want out or if it was the club saying we want to accept this and he went, no I'm not going Um, he's due, I think again it's all rumours and conjecture but he's apparently due a slice of any transfer fee that the club get I think your first story is more likely yeah. That he's um, just fell out with Neil McCann. Yeah. As he um, falls out with everybody. But Neil McCann doesn't fall out with everybody. I don't know where you get this picture. I mean, okay, there was Scott Bain, who he fell out with. Um, Scott Allen, okay, did fall out with Scott Allen as well, by the sounds of it. Marcus Haber seemed to go out with the club too. But, you know, I mean, three people doesn't make it. Oh, Kevin Holt, um, him as well. The entire St. Johnson bench. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Tommy Wright, Darren O'Dea, uh 
Yeah, okay, maybe he does fall out with everybody. Uh, I, I think was, this. Uh, I was also unaware that you paid money for Jack Hamilton. Yeah, and, a, and a, a six-figure sum. And an, an organisation, and an organisation, and a setup where almost for ninety-five percent, ninety-eight percent of the players uh, change hands for no money whatsoever. Mm-hmm. You paid money for a goalkeeper and ended up with Hamilton. And the best part of it is that, uh, as we all know, McCann's got a bit of a dogmatic approach to how he wants his football to be played. He wants it to be played out from the back. Now, Joe, you're a Hearts fan. What is the weakest part Aye, of Jack Hamilton's that, that is exactly. I've, I remember when you got we were when you were linked to him before he even signed him. I said that would be a mental signing just because is mm. right. He had a bad bad uh, end to his Hearts career, but it all started off his kicking because every time the ball went back to him, he'd either kick out the put out uh, the pitch or put us under pressure by with a really poor <laughs> pass out. And uh, I just didn't see him fitting into uh, fitting into McCann's style. McCann at the end of last season said. They, they talked about embedding his, uh, his style further he knows what he needs to bring into the, the club I mean um, Mandiaga and um, Mandiaga and Matala uh, look very very good signings Ralph stole jury still out but Hamilton I just, don't, just didn't get it yeah. I don't know if it was maybe just the case that because he'd been called up to the Scotland team he was thinking well Bain's been called up to the Scotland team but he'll bring in this guy but the other thing that's a bit mad about it is that Hamilton really suffered when the crowd got on his back. Mm-hmm. And as Sean's already identified, Dens Park is probably one of the <laughs> booiest grounds yep. that you'll ever go to. The fans get raging at the smallest things. Um, I mean, a few other things to point out. We've already covered Musa. We've covered the uh, Cocker situation as well. The tactical Tombola continues to change. We'll keep, that, he doesn't know he's we'll best keep, 11. We'll keep swapping between a back three and a back four. And it's good to have that flexibility, but he's not doing it with any sort of pattern. Mm-hmm. And when you look at the way that he lines up against teams, you're not thinking, oh yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. You're just changing it because we lost when we had a back four last time. Um, he was persistent for a while with playing Jesse Curran at right back and Cammy Kerr at left back. And Cammy Kerr does not have a left foot at all. And yet to be persuaded that he actually has a left foot in real life. Like, he cannot play. He's fine with his right foot, but... And you don't have any width further on the pitch. No, we don't. We've been playing um, Enguatala out on the left and Madianga out on the right of that diamond. diamond yeah, yeah. I know it's still a lot more narrow, but um, and when we've been playing the th- sort of the three up top, it tends to be either Enguatala or Whiten on the left, Musa uh, uh, in the middle, and Mendy out right. Um, but they're not. I mean, there's not any sense of track and back of any sort of width going all the way up and down. Curran gives a wee bit of that, but he's not defensively sound either. Um, Kamara's still at the club he's not been playing the first couple of games because he's had an injury mm-hmm. um, so in a way that's good because it's meant that nobody's signed him um, but there's still a week left for I think Hibs and Celtic are the two teams that have been linked to him and it would be like Brendan Rodgers to sign a very underwhelming signing um, to strengthen a part of the team that doesn't really need to be strengthened so he the, could go yeah my, my favourite start from last season just in terms of the Aberdeen uh, sorry Dundee's attack was uh, I'm sorry for bringing out expected goals but Cardinal Weisker your expected goals are 53 <laughs> he scored 36 <laughs> so your expected goals is more than Aberdeen mm-hmm. but you only scored only only Park Thistle scored less yeah I mean it's um, it's mad I mean that just reminds me of um, we were talking before about the captaincy situation with Meekins so if you have a look at the other candidates that we could have had I think before the start of the season, or before the end of last season, a lot of people would have said, well, Paul McGowan will be the captain. Great role model. Um, that's gone out the window a wee bit. 
So it's not going to be him. Colker's going to be gone. Kamara was actually sent to the SPFL captains. Mm. Yeah. Uh, Preston to do. But I don't think he's... He's not the most vocal on the pitch. And I get the impression that he maybe wouldn't be the most vocal in the dressing room either. Mm-hmm. Um, so once you go through that, all of the senior players who've been there long term, you've only got Meekins left. Really. You could have Cammy Kerr, but it was felt that the vice-captaincy was maybe too early for him. Yeah. So I think it was taken away from him right, before, last season. Before we move on to um, Air United, yeah, I really should explain to the start of the show we're going to choose a team from each of the each of the four divisions and go in depth on them. Uh, so that's what we're doing, by the way. <laughs> uh, Neil McCann. So finally, how? what's the feeling among the fans towards McCann and how, how long has he got? I was about to say that's two questions, but it's obviously two questions because you asked me two questions. Yeah. Um, but... I think the fans probably are going to give him at most the next two games, which are, which are St. Johnson away, which mm. is not a derby, but we hate Tommy Wright, and Motherwell at home. Um, and I think if he loses both of those or doesn't get a victory in either one of those, we will be marooned at the bottom of the league. Mm-hmm. And I think then even the most patient fans will think it's time for him to go. The difficulty is that it's only now that the squad's a McCann squad. Up until now, we've basically still had about a quarter to a third of the squad being Paul Hartley signings. So really, logic would dictate, well, you've got to give McCann time with his own players to do something with it. Um, the other thing is that the boards that we've got at the moment is very patient, uh, which is quite annoying at times. Um, you might remember that Hartley lost 7-0 at home to Aberdeen with Andy Considine scoring a hat-trick, and that still wasn't enough for Hartley to get his jotters immediately. So it's difficult to know if losing to St Johnson and Motherwell would be enough for him to go. Um, I don't know if he would resign himself I think it would maybe take him being sacked for it but I think that the timing of it all with the transfer window coming to a close if we did get rid of him then A it's that old question of who are you going to bring in yeah. and obviously well someone different um, the worrying thing is that there's a rumour that we're trying to sign Kenny Miller so we might end up appointing a player manager and that went down really well at Livingston that's uh, um, that, I think that's a good place to stop because we'll, mo- we'll most likely be back here in a couple of months time if that's the case yeah. uh, so Dundee's opponents uh, from the Betfred Cup, uh, Betfred Cup Air United they've been one of the stories this season I thought they would probably they might still be but I don't think they will now I thought they'd be somewhere about challenging for ninth with maybe Queen of South maybe Morton uh, yeah, and maybe between those three in terms of ninth, eighth, and seventh, uh, they've started the season excellently. Uh, the signings that they brought in, I always think it's a good sign when because there's such a churn of players. Every single, almost every single Scottish team has a massive churn of players. Uh, every summer, Ayr haven't went down that route. Uh, didn't release too many players. Mm-hmm. Kept the vast majority of them, and the guys that they've brought in have probably been an upgrade on every single uh, position that they've recruited for. Because they've they've um, for for the team that pipped. Ray Flowers to the League One title on the last day of the season. They've only added four four players to that squad, and one of them has not played yet. Liam Smith from Hearts mm-hmm. is a very good addition. Yeah. Daniel Harvey from Aberdeen, Andy Murdoch from Greenock Morton, and Ross Doohan, the goalkeeper from Celtic. I mean, every single well, from what I've, from what I can see, virtually every single Morton fan wanted Andy Murdoch to stay. That was a bit bizarre that they allowed them to go. Arguably one of Morton's best players. He's improved uh, the United midfield uh, leaps and bounds, and as much as Shanklin gets all the the majority of the headlines understandably so with 11 goals I think he's sitting on already 11 or 12 goals already this season remember last season Air United's defence was fairly shambolic that was yep. how they didn't pull away from the throwers uh, because they conceded so many goals they've only they've conceded one goal this season I think it was the first game of the season against Morton 
think they've maybe kept seven clean sheets in all their competitive games yep. since, which is ridiculous compared to, to, to what they were like last season. Uh, I think Duan is partly responsible for that. I think he's an upgrade on Hart and Craig Telford's good friend. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, Daniel Harvey is an upgrade at left back, although admittedly did get sent off against Inverness. Quite stupid, I think. Stupid, yeah, yeah. Two yellow cards. Uh, Murdoch has, has been exceptional uh, in the centre of the park. And I think uh, Liam Smith will improve matters uh, right back. I'll be interested to see what they do with Andy Gagan, because Gagan is probably a better right back than he is a midfielder. They probably don't need Gagan. Uh, in midfield whether he can maybe fill in and become a kind of utility player and, and maybe drop to the bench we'll see again as much as Shankland gets the, the headlines it's probably the guy alongside him I think that, that makes such a difference as well I think wherever Michael Buffett's been whoever's been playing alongside him has got probably the most amount of goals in their career mm-hmm. certainly with Shankland and also with uh, back two when he was at Dunfermline Muffet is He's a completely different player in his second spell at air as he was in his first. In his first he, was, he was a, a goal scorer in the first one. Yeah, yeah, and then he went to Dunfermline, and as much as Dunfermline fans were critical of his finishing, he missed so many sitters, like like from inside the six yard box and closer at Dunfermline. But Dunfermline fans probably would have still would have kept him because he brought so much uh, so much extra to the team away from away from finishing. Is he? He's, he's a, he almost plays as kind of number ten, and he can kind of fill in as an extra midfielder if possible. Yeah, I mean, I think. I mean, Ayer had so many injuries last season. At one point, he filled in in the middle of the park, a bit like uh, what Lewis Vaughan did uh, at Ray Rovers. Yeah. Although, rather than just using him as a stopgap, we used Vaughan, our best striker, in the centre part for about three months. But for Muffet, <laughs> uh, it was just a couple of games. I mean, admittedly, he did struggle in there, but very much so a link between uh, midfield and attack. Uh, he's so good at finding wee pockets of space and creating space for Shankland, who can kind of just do Lord and Shankland things. But. Uh, yeah, I mean, really, really impressive start to the season. I, I don't think they'll be anywhere near uh, the relegation spots. I know I know Livingston kind of got promoted two years in a row, whether Ayr kind of do something similar. I, I don't think so. I, I, I think I think they've got depth this season, which mm-hmm. they didn't have last season. I mean, you look at the guys that didn't play against Dundee. Uh, Craig Moore scored a lot of goals last season. Moore... Moore could have a partnership with Muffet if Shanklin was to move on and yeah. Moore could probably score a lot of goals as well but he couldn't do all the rest of the things that Shanklin can do uh, Stephen Bell didn't play against Dundee but did very well last season uh, they've got Declan McDade Liam Smith didn't play against Dundee but will improve the team uh, Chris Higgins is still to come back from injury uh, he, in- he got injured against Arbroath at the game that we were at uh, last season so he's still coming back from injury so that's the do they've got depth now which they probably didn't have uh, last season but no uh, no, really impressive and, and made me eat my words. <laughs> yeah, because I was going to ask you, do you think they can push one? Well, maybe not for the title, but certainly a playoff spot. Uh, they are um, they're the second youngest team in the division. But so far, uh, like, oh, based on the, the, the two games, they've been the second, uh, on the average, second youngest team. Uh, I've been look, watching their highlights. I've been impressed and they could stun Wells in the Betfred Cup. Impressed with Jamie Adams been playing centre-back. Uh, just sheer no nonsense, but also Robbie Crawford, and I was doing a bit of digging today. You just you just looked like it was popping up everywhere. Um, Ian McCall was saying about after the Dundee game, saying oh Shanklin takes all the plaudits, but Crawford is the best kept secret in Scottish football. He looked something against Dundee. Uh, he he was a player that a couple of years ago. I wasn't sure if he was actually good enough for the championship. Uh, took a step backwards, and it seems to have kind of done him the world of good. Yeah, no, he did. He, he did look excellent again against Dundee. You look at the teams that they've already beat, so. Uh, disposed of Morton 3-1 in the League Cup they beat Partick Thistle 2-0 in the League Cup played them again the next week in the League uh, and beat them 2-0 uh, 
We got a nil nil draw against Inverness. Uh, I think they were down at ten men either the end of the was it halfway through the first half maybe? Yeah, it was they played the majority of the game, yeah. So they've normally been playing, you know, it's not as if they've got wins against Alawa. You know, yeah. they've been playing teams that thought would either be challenging at the top end of the league or be there and thereabouts where United and they've looked significantly better than, than the three teams that we've played so far. So I take it a uh, playoff push is it out the is it out the question? Uh, no, no, I don't think it is. If they as long as they keep a hold of Shankland and I can't see I mean the fact that they've got through against Dundee, they're now they're at Ibrox, aren't they? Yeah. So they'll probably get I mean that'll be a decent amount of money for yeah. them. So there's plenty there's plenty no need to sell Shankland now. Uh, I think they're looking for uh, Barry Anderson um, in the evening news Hearts reporters said Because uh, a lot of Hearts fans Were touting uh, Shankland He said No Hearts are not interested And he's not interested in them At the moment They are quoting A uh, quarter million 250 grand uh, There was an air fan On Pine Bovo Touting them for The Scotland squad So, so once, he gets, <laughs> once, once he gets His first cup that, uh, that asking price Will go uh, through the roof Skyrocket um, Just before we move on To our both The, the last thing I'll say about uh, Air is that do you think their good form and uh, positive, uh, positivity is down to that seagull diet? <laughs> it's, it's been like a reverse curse. It just dropped from the sky, listen to M- M- McCall, and it's going to just lay its life on the line for Air United. Whatever happens, whatever happens uh, between now and the end of Air United's season, I don't know if they'll do anything uh, that top trumps that moment. <laughs> Uh, so we move I'm, I'm terrible at Link So I'm just going to move on To our broth yep. um, I'm sure Dick Campbell's Killed a few sequels In his life <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't know That makes sense yep. I know he's scared A referee at Air United That's about it So they have Started Kind of similar to United They've, they've started This season fantastically um, They I've been watching I've been watching Their highlights And they've, they've Really impressed me Just that they Are a fun team to watch they seem like a fun team to watch. I'm sorry, I'm just picturing Dick Campbell like ringing the neck of Seagulls. Uh, are reminding me of last season's Air United team. So they look exciting to watch, judging by the highlights. Although, not exciting enough to justify 22 minutes worth of highlights. Mm. Now, I don't know who makes the Arbroath highlights, but that's too long. That puts me off watching it. Yeah, is that not just basically cutting out throw-ins, goal kicks? It basically. Yeah. And it's not enough. As much as watching Arbroath is good fun, it's not fun enough to justify 22 minutes worth of highlights. Just edit it down. Give me eight, eight yeah. minutes. They, 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 keep, they keep putting in... Because uh, I've, I've watched a couple of the highlights last night. The... Uh, they put in ones like bits from offside, and uh, goalkeepers just catching the ball. Uh, no need for that. There's a point once where it was just a, a, a moment of a goalkeeper taking a goal kick, and then it cut. So, so like there was, you didn't even see the goal kick landing. It was just a completely unnecessary 17 seconds. You go, I, I implore anyone to watch uh, Elgin City's highlights on their website. Uh, professionally done, very well cut, and there are both. <laughs> Well, to be fair, at least they don't cut out goalies' crosses into the box. <laughs> no. Like some clear anti dunfermal agenda of some people. I've got a fair play to them, it's free, and you can always fast forward if you're not enjoying it. So, yeah, uh, yeah fair play to them. Uh, no, but they're good fun to watch. They, the strange thing about Arbroath is they probably have uh, arguably the best group of defenders in the league. So, uh, Ricky Little, Tom O'Brien might be the best centre half player mm-hmm. in the league. They've added Jason Thompson at right back. Now, the funny thing is, for the last two seasons, I've been kind of hoping that Wraith Rovers would get rid of Jason Thompson. Uh, but I did think that we would get rid of Jason Thompson and then bring in a replacement. Instead, we got rid of Jason Thompson and didn't bother to bring in a replacement. If I'd known that, I'd rather have just kept uh, Jason Thompson. 
Uh, but Danny Denham spoke very highly, uh, Jason Thompson, yeah. uh, his, his start this season. And he, I mean, he does. I mean, he's, he isn't as much as I thought his kind of attacking momentum had gone a wee bit of Rayford was. He still gets forward pretty well. He's only thirty-one, judging by the highlights that I've seen so far. I've wrote he really adds. He adds something that he lacked last he, season. He's, he's not the he's, he's not the most aesthetically. I'm terrible at saying that. Aesthetically pleasing. Uh, going forward, he kind of just barrels, barrels yes. forward. Uh, and his first touch is howling. Yeah. Uh, but he gives him something. I mean, last year they played with. I mean, last season Abroth basically only had about three defenders on their books, three centre half, so they went with a back three, obviously, for the majority of the season. They've now went to a back four, and, and Thompson's providing the, the width on the right. But yeah, they're good, good fun to watch. I, I think they've, they've barely kept any clean sheets this season, I think just one. Uh, they, I think they missed Scott Martin that went back on mm-hmm. loan to, to Hibs. He was really impressive last season, and I don't think they have the protection uh, in the midfield that they had last year. They had uh, so they've got Gavin Swankey and Mark Watley in the middle of the park. Neither of them, I mean, obviously Swankey is, is more attack minded. Uh, Watley doesn't provide uh, the cover that, that Martin did last season. I think that's why, as much as it's a decent back four, that they're kind of having to do everything themselves defensively. There was there was talk about um, maybe using David Gold. I think they've been quite impressed with him. It's full back. They don't see him as a defender. Uh, the more kind of, I think the same as midfielder possibly his he's quite combative uh, to use in there but in terms of Gavin Swanky has he always played as a played so deep I've just just watching the highlights he's um, I think he's, he's been talked about on telling his Pelé as a player that probably should have played uh, full time or certainly a higher level for a longer time but he just is such an intelligent creative kind of um, uses the ball so well uh, I think the older he gets the, the, the deeper and, and yeah. deeper he's so I think he's 34 now uh, I suppose another uh, warhorse I've got wide in the left, Bobby Lynn, uh, 32. I don't know if you've seen, I don't know if you watched the highlights when they played Montrose. Yes, I did, yes. Uh, is Ronaldo, is Ronaldo style celebration? Yes, I very much appreciate it. Just because instead of, because uh, he scored two goals that game, uh, obviously that one was a better. Instead of running to the Arbroath fans who were uh, behind, there was a big uh, contingent from behind the goal, he ran um, halfway up the pitch. To do the celebration in front of about four Montrose fans. Did you, did you hear his explanation as to why? No, I did not. It was a two and a half minute interview. It was very, very good. Uh, it was quite a fun interview. But he was he was basically explaining that for the duration of the game up until that point, one of the uh, Montrose fans uh, had been giving him a stick about his shorts, saying they were far too big for him, and saying, "I think you're Ronaldo or, or whatever." Uh, so he basically ran the length of part. And to give the supporter his due. His shorts met his socks, like you can see, like like there was there was no part of his leg that was visible. They were extraordinarily uh, large shorts, uh, but he said he was absolutely knackered after he ran length of part to celebrate the funny. But they've got you, when you talk about uh, the lack of kind of depth. Well, they've got a good defence, but um, no one really to support it. In attack, they've got so many players and so many players in reserve as well. So uh, gold as well. Stephen Doris is uh, still to come back. Uh, Danny Denham's uh, I think our both fans are kind of waiting for him to kind of find his feet again this season uh, and explode Ryan McCord's not being used used often uh, so there's there's seems to be a lot of potential players that can actually start or come off the bench McCord looks slightly fitter than last season now that so is, he's, he's rotund rather than just fat <laughs> that's not a huge compliment no because he was so fucking big by the end of last season <laughs> he's lost a bit of weight from the end of last season I can't believe how successful Michael McKenna has been from from Arbroath when they when they signed him from Berwick. Remember, he had that spell at Berwick when he just got sent. Oh, he seemed to get sent off every fortnight. As soon as he was back from suspension, he would just get sent off again. He looks a big scary lad. Very much so. But he's 
uh, I mean, he's kind of playing playing maybe behind Ryan Wallace. Yeah. Uh, but them, the two, the two of them, seem to be a great combination up front, and they do. When Doris comes back, uh, Bobby Lim gets forward really well. They've got Omar Kadir that was playing on the right hand side that gets forward very well. Uh, I know Denham was on the bench uh, for the last game. I don't think Dick Campbell was particularly. No, that was that was a strange one because uh, Craig Cairns was at the game uh, and he was he was befuddled as to why Dick Campbell kind of blamed Danny Denham for the equalising goal for Dumbarton late on. Uh, said he shouldn't have crossed the ball, but then you, as Craig said, watch the highlights and. Uh, he's talking about something completely different because the, the one that uh, leads to the goal is um, centre Mark is it wait centre midfield Mark Watley uh, he takes a shot it gets blocked and then there's they're, they're exposed and then it, it like five minutes later they yeah, score a goal was, so it's just strange several phases of yeah. play after uh, the kind of incident involving involving them they just uh, our fans I think they were really taken with Ryan Wallace uh, again another solid player at that level but they were uh, I think keen for another striker until Doris gets back I saw one guy on P&B touting uh, Bruce Anderson for a loan from Aberdeen after his goal against Rangers <laughs> some boy goes ah, uh, I, I, I think they're a bit short up front Aberdeen so I think they'll be keeping him uh, what about Stevie mate <laughs> he'll, uh, he'll make his Arbroath uh, debut at the same time as Shanklin makes his Scotland debut it'll all happen in the same, uh, in the same week so do you think our growth can maintain this for the rest of the season, or do you think... Well, I'll tell you what uh, is also to their benefit. Dumbarton have started the season uh, pretty poorly, and uh, Rafe Rovers look an absolute shambles. I would rather discover that my house was subsiding <laughs> than go to another game. <laughs> <laughs> I may have already been on fire because of the stumble dryer. <laughs> that was a scary moment. I can't believe you're making light of it. <laughs> Did you have to get a fire extinguisher? with it? No, Did you just leave your house with your tumble dryer on fire and think it'll sort itself? It was about uh, there was a, a, about forty five minutes between me discovering that my tumble dryer was on fire and me having to leave to catch a train, and I think everything was fine. I've, well, I've not been home yet, but <laughs> I'll let you know. Uh, so, one team who, um, if they were a house, they've definitely caught fire and burned down. Is uh, disappeared Al- down the sinkhole. <laughs> yeah. Albion Rovers. We, you mentioned about air. How you see, there's a lot of churn. Uh, it's good to see air. There's not a churn of players. Uh, <laughs> then you go and see Albion Rovers. I'm going to show you my screen. That's their in and out. <laughs> now, I was reading up a little bit about Albion Rovers, and uh, I noticed that their manager came from the juniors, and a lot of their John fans, Rogan, yeah. yeah, and a lot of their fans were saying that he's basically relied on signing players from the juniors. Can I just read out some of the? Uh, the names some of the teams they've signed them from please do Canvas Lang Rovers Glasgow Perthshire Larkhall Thistle sorry sorry Glasgow Perthshire Glasgow Perthshire right okay. Lanark United Wishaw Juniors Winton Rovers Blantyre Vicks Kilsyth Rangers Pollock um, where else ah oh, that's that's about it uh, what's the team from Shot of Glory I I think Albion Rovers is this season's Albion Rovers team is basically what happens when you reduce the budget to sixpence uh, when you, when you, let's say you compare it to last season's Cowden Beef team, so worst team in Scotland, but they were Cowden Beef looked like the the poorest team in a poor league. But if you looked at Cowden Beef scores for last season, the Cowden Beef couldn't buy a goal. That was a problem. They were competitive. Uh, yeah, they were losing one 0 They were losing two 0 or two one. Albion Rovers are getting absolutely scalped week in week out. So they've conceded twenty five goals <laughs> in the first eight games. I mean, you, you uh, mentioned John Brogan. I, to be fair, I don't know anything about John Brogan. He could be, he could be an exceptional manager. 
but he has come from the kind of lower echelons of the, the junior game and I believe he signed players from the kind of kind of second and third tier uh, for the for the junior league so <coughs> do you think they say well they might struggle to acquit themselves at this level and if you watch the highlights that would very much appear to be the case I know you watched uh, one of their annihilations from Edinburgh I watched the um, Edinburgh City when they got beat 4-0 and my goodness it was brilliant the the, the highlights started with um, a dog barking and halfway through there was uh, an ice cream van you could hear an ice cream van but the best I mean the defending was abhorrent it was, it was abhorrent I think that's continued um, however the I think it's down to the fact that when, in the, not long in the first half, Edinburgh City had the ball on the uh, inside um, inside Rovers' box, and the coaches were having to shout onto the pitch to close the uh, close the man down and go to the ball. Oh, so when 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 that's happening, you, you've got to worry for them. I think they changed to a back five against Elgin. Uh, they, they looked apparently looked a bit tighter against Elgin, but still conceded a lot of chances. <laughs> they uh, watch how it's them. They, uh, they're one of the signings who has got a bit of experience. Um, oh, what's his what's his name? Bear with me. Uh, oh, Queen's Park half. No, Brian Wharton. Yeah, he's a former Queen's Park centre half. Former Queen's Park centre half. This was uh, he is apparently so like again we talked about Kasunga, very solid as one uh, as one of that where he could chuck it in and he did exactly that against Elgin. They, the, I, I would also, I would also ask you to watch the highlights of the uh, League Cup game uh, against Morton, where they actually defended even even poorer. Then Edinburgh City. Yes, uh, the, I didn't think that was possible. There, there was one point where I think it was a left back Scott Forrester came. He was kind of on the right angle of the penalty box, and he basically malfunctioned uh, like Reagan did against Patrick Thistle, uh, where he kind of thought, well, "What do I do?" And he kind of double back to himself, uh, fell over the ball, and then Ben Armour uh, just ran in. I think I might have been the fourth or fifth. And then that wasn't even the worst goal. There was a, a point where the the centre half had the ball at the edge of the box, and he played the ball into an area where there were maybe approximately four Albion Rovers players standing in a circle. Now he didn't it didn't look like he specifically played it to to a specific player, but just in the general vicinity of all four. And all of them reacted like uh, like like curious owls. So they all they all kind of moved their head, <laughs> but no other part of their body. So there was, there was just an element of confusion where nothing had happened. And I think it was Michael Tinsler just said, well, if you're not having it, I will. And they just ran through and scored. They, it, it's difficult to see anybody can be as bad as, uh, as Alvin Rovers this season. Berwick have started very poorly. Uh, I, think they, I think they made a suggestion that they were going to try and bring in players that had... Uh, SPFL experience but they've, they've brought in three teenagers on loan from mm-hmm. I think St Martin and Rangers, Rangers and one other at least they're not bringing them in from Burnt Island Shipyard or <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I mean to be fair so, so sort of strollers clubs have went down the junior route before and it's worked very well Queen's yeah. Park got promoted with a team of juniors I think Clyde's done it uh, a, a lot of seasons back Stillen. but they were I mean yeah I mean Diamond's in the rough uh, but generally not in the second and third tiers of junior because <laughs> there's uh, there's rumours that uh, players are on £50 a week plus bonuses um, that's been disputed but it's, it's, it's amusing that they somehow get rid of Ross Perry and uh, and get worse which is uh, which is some feat which is you be congratulated for but I mean you look at the team that had last season so everybody said God that's, that's Alvin Rovers team's terrible but they had you know they had Alan Troughton they had uh, they had Jason Marr they had Graham Holmes uh, they Sean had, Higgins uh, Connor Shields for half the season before he went to Sunderland they had Ross Perry who to be fair has moved up a division <laughs> uh, I mean that Albion last year wasn't very good 
that Albion Rovers team last season would probably absolutely hammer this season's Albion Rovers team and that is a massive concern Do you think that the well I mean by the sounds of it they're going to finish bottom because uh, looking at the results that you've got scrolled down there doesn't seem to be <laughs> too much hope um, but do you think that they would be the they would do in East Stirlingshire and actually lose to I mean could be East Colbride could be Genefield Swifts who seem to be doing I mean, quite well as well Watching Cove Rangers last season, watching East Coast, I watched East Coast went to a playoff game the season before against East Coast and both of them looked far superior to It'll be, if, if they did play, it would, it would almost be a banana skin for East Coast because they'll be used to playing teams in the lower tier. <laughs> what are these tactics we're coming up against? This must be a trap. He's <laughs> <laughs> curious how <laughs> uh, So, yeah, we'll, we'll leave Albion Rovers there, but um, hopefully there's another documentary made for this season. <laughs> lazy leg, it's fucking lazy. <laughs> So we wanted to transfer a roundup of the most recent uh, business being done in Scottish football. We will, um, there's no particular order to this, so we'll, we'll run through it. We'll start with Kyle Lafferty. He's moved from um, Heart of Midlothian, league leaders Heart of Midlothian, um, to, to Rangers. It is, uh, it's, it's one that's been coming and I think everyone expected good deal for everyone involved. I think Hearts get Budge and Levine said they're happy with the, the money so I trust him to be happy with the money it's a decent deal um, Rangers get a very good squad player and he gets uh, to go back to his, um, his his boyhood heroes I don't think anyone's going to be complaining about this particularly if one of the other rumours which I'm guessing will come on to uh, comes off you talking about Osmond Os- Os- So yes, yes. Um, I think that it makes sense for all concerned if you have a look at Rangers Jamie Murphy's out for the rest of the season now. They've already lost Josh Windass as well, so they've got Morelos, your man Sadiq yep. from Roma, um, and not too many other that, that's up a, top, that's so. a, The good thing about Lafferty is that he can put in a shift at left uh, left mid, as he's done for I think he's done for yeah. Northern Ireland. He's done for Rangers before. He's he did for Hearts against um, Celtic. So he's, he's a very different player to Jamie Murphy, mm-hmm. but he'll put in a shift. And he can also play as as, as a striker. Yeah. Uh, so it's, it's it's a good move for them. I think there's been a bit of um, obviously disappointment with Hearts fans. He's became he became of a talisman. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, he scored a lot more goals than I think people, people actually realised. Yeah, yeah. Was nineteen goals? Nineteen last yeah. season, one this season. So uh, twenty goals going out of the team. However, if there's one player to come in and soften the blow uh, and make people forget about Lafferty it's Osman So mm-hmm. uh, he was if you track back when because um, Hearts were on the up when they came back into the Premiership uh, finished third behind Aberdeen and we're doing quite well this following season Osman So left and the season went in the gutter and it's only started to uh, started to recover so that would be uh, that would be a, a huge boost I probably uh, probably regret in sending Connor Salmon out now Yes, I, um, I, I I was really hoping to see him more of him as, as a left winger. And Bury. <laughs> Which I think Motherwell fans are sorry doing. <laughs> uh, we'll go to another sorry, another player, that I, another uh, one involving Hearts, Jimmy Dunn. Uh, just, but I think he's basically cover for Christoph, uh, mm. Christoph Berra. Did a bit of reading about him. No nonsense, uh, no, no nonsense defender, so he fits into that Berra mould. He's, he's, he's one of those where. He, you just got a feeling that it's just not going to work out. Maybe six months and then go back to Burnley and never notice. But he signed a new deal before coming up to, uh, coming up mm. from Burnley, and he showed up well in in pre season. I think uh, fan certainly Acton and Stanley, who are now in League One, were really keen to get him back, 
uh, and some Burnley fans would be happy to see him play uh, the, 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 well not play the season be a backup this season it's got to be an encouraging sign for Hearts fans as well because obviously Berra being injured wasn't expected mm-hmm. and the fact that less than a week later you've signed someone who looks like decent cover uh, yeah, and who again, fits the exact same moulds is a good sign for the scouting operation and it, go, yeah, it goes to the same as uh, so that they've they finally put in place um, kind of backups mm-hmm. if, if, if something goes uh, someone else is there to come in okay. uh, moving away from Hearts uh, to Livingston uh, they signed a boy called Steve Lawson have you <laughs> have you uh, which is which you think oh, what's so funny about that um, is he Togolese he's from Togolese because yeah. if you look at the, if you go through the Togo squad so they've got players uh, with names such as uh, Ablanve Jaja uh, Isifu Burohana and Hakim Urusama and uh, Livingston's bought a boy that sounds like a Trainee butcher for Kennedy. It's exactly the it's exact name, exact type of name that you would expect Livingston to sing. I um, I'm going to say that the uh, trainee butcher from Kennedy is going to be a bet. It would have been a better signing for Livingston. I think Livingston are making a, a good appeal to be the new Hamilton in the league. They seem to be doing quite a lot of things which uh, suggest unconventional. Yeah, unconventional. Let's go with that word. Uh, between their pitch, their unique managerial approach, yeah. um, signing Togolese internationals called Steve Lawson. It's uh, I used to, I used to totally really, a bit different. I used to really dislike living now, but they just they, they got up to so much nonsense. I really, they really appeal you, to me. Yeah, you, you've got to you've got to appreciate their 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 place in Scottish football. It's like I dislike uh, the ground, the way they get the club in general, but you've got to appreciate what they what they add to add to Scottish football. And I'm, I'm really looking forward to seeing exactly what that pitch is actually like. Yeah, because uh, the complaints I've heard from people that have seen it in the flesh are I mean, just. I mean, they're like watching watching uh, highlights of games or uh, coverage on on Albin, uh, goalkeepers or if you've they've done a slight tackle, the players are kind of it's like it's like Harvey Dent in uh, Batman. <laughs> it just it's like oh, he looks normal and he just turns and it's just black, just black pellets all over his face. <laughs> but they brought in. Uh, completely forgot that they brought in Gary Holt. As yeah. as manager, uh, I'll put air quotes uh, in there because uh, who knows what the what what the what the going on is like at uh, Livingston. Um, I, did- I I love John Hughes uh, talking about the amount of money that David Martindale puts into the club. And I could just imagine everybody in the Sports Sound studio like shaking their head. <laughs> <Yeah. with> that. <laughs> Whoa, John! Don't go, don't go into that topic. <laughs> <laughs> I was, that's, that's exactly how I felt because I was, and I was listening to the podcast earlier on and Hugh just goes uh, Martin uh, puts in all the money so I, I must have heard that incorrectly and then he double triples down he's like aye uh, so normally you have have a director who's putting in the money but not not the coach it's like ah oh, I didn't know I didn't know that was common knowledge and I don't, I'm not sure uh, many people do <laughs> just like, bubbling on like a big incompetent the, the entire studio's in an uproar whoa pull his mic <laughs> tremendous <laughs> David David Curry just crying on a ball but uh, in terms of Gary Holt he was he was at Falkirk for a, uh, for a while was he he was manager at Falkirk wasn't he he was did a uh, decent job yeah, because I think uh, I think it was Rory Loy on the Telemies Pelly podcast was uh, really praiseworthy. Of, yeah. Oh, it could be a totally different. Might have been Sean Higgins. I don't know. It was one of the Telemies Pelly. Yeah. So it seems like a sensible appointment because you know if Livy had gone down the being Livy slash Hamilton hmm. role, they could have appointed anyone. I think he had a I think he had a kind of mixed uh, track record at Falkirk, but then 
to be honest, when you compare, the, I don't know if they've had a more successful manager since he left, to be fair, they've, they've not really had anybody better since. Although he, he doesn't have a lot of experience. Did he have one season at Falkirk? Mm-hmm. In the top level, he's kind of been a coach. But, coach at Norwich, yeah. But then, considering it's Martindale that's really the manager of that, yeah. everything. <laughs> uh, I don't think Cole will be putting his money in. Um, Gary. Finish, finish striker, talk to me. Benjamin Kalman. Uh, from FC Inter Turku, which is a finished team. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he is, he's clearly been signed to try and put away some of those 19 or 20 expected goals that we didn't put away last season. Um, from his highlights reel and from his very strange exit interview that he did with his uh, finished team, I don't know if you've seen it. No. But basically it ends, the interview ends... And it's total silence. It was recorded in the dressing room as he picks up his bag in the dressing room and walks towards the camera. And you think that's going to be a, the end of it. But then he opens the door and he's recorded walking out of the door and then walking along a long corridor. And it's about 30 seconds that's totally pointless. Is it as good as the Willow Flood Ballet United video? It's just a bit more peculiar. Um, it's not as good as that. He's apparently now uh, back trading with United. Uh, I've seen that I'd, I'd Yeah there's him. pictures of him Picking up cones at Riverside Which you know Really nourished me It was Last great summer. to see Imagine if he sings back With a giant You've an odd summer <laughs> Well that would be great But yeah Calman um, <laughs> Going back to him um, He seems to be Pretty fast He's got a Not quite as good But a comparable Scoring record In the Finnish league To Morelos Because um, Morelos Was signed from there as well Yeah um, but playing for a worse team than Morelos played for. Um, so that gives you some sort of hope. I'm um, looking apparently, to uh, Keith Jackson's article um, about him and fitting in all these puns uh, or stereotypes about Finland. Yeah, I mean, them, it's, it'll just be filled with things about Nokia and, you know, trees. <laughs> it's it's going to be painful to read. Um, but it's quite difficult to know I think the plan will probably be to play him and Mendy and just have Musa come on and elbow a guy in the face uh, with about half an hour to go I'd be okay um, I'd be okay yeah. as long as um, Musa's involved yep uh, I think the rumours are that as I said earlier we're looking at Kenny Miller mm-hmm. which will really help the dressing room harmony um, and uh, McCann said that he's still hoping to sign one or two more strikers apparently this deal with Kalman was in uh, sort of in the Fire, whatever pipeline. you were saying, yeah, in the pipeline before Sam Jones turned down okay. Dundee. Um, so that gives me a little sliver of hope to hold on to before we are marooned at the bottom by Christmas. Gary, just give up on that sliver of hope. Yep. <laughs> uh, Hips, they've had to sign in Daryl Horgan and Mark Milligan. Mark Milligan, Australian international, 71 caps, I think, but he's not played too many, he's 33 years old, but he's not played too many games. Uh, how he's, he's very highly regarded in, in Asia he's made a couple of big moves I think the only thing that stopped him getting a move to Europe sooner uh, I think it was visa issues he's won trial uh, numerous times Crystal Palace certainly tried to find uh, um, sign him the main thing is is that he can play defence or midfield he adds a bit of steel to the midfield and best of all it should lessen the role best of all for Hibs not for uh, the rest of us it should lessen the role of uh, Stephen Whitaker which mm-hmm. is unfortunate because uh, he's, he's been quite amusing. Uh, Horgan. Already made his mark. He's, yeah, he's, he, was, he was apparently, I'm not seeing the highlights yet, but he was very impressive against Ross County. He came on against St Johnston the week before, but he was played in the middle. I think he's more of a, more of a winger. Yeah. Uh, really, really uh, tricky, two feet, uh, positive. 
um, gets his head down and uh, takes players on. I think uh, the Hibs have got quite a coup there mm-hmm. in, um, in, in, in Horgham. Do you think they have enough Hibs to do what they want to do? Um, yes, I think they, they, I think they certainly got enough to challenge for second. I, the, the, the thing is, I think it's going to be a case of Lennon having to rejig the form, uh, formation. If you can find the balance that was there in that three-five-two, uh, uh, I think they, they, they'll, they'll be fine with the players they've got. The it's, it's obviously hard. McGeoch, Allen, and McGinn. So you can't. People always talk about replacing them, but you can't. So it's more about adjusting the team. Um, a couple more Lee Hodson uh, He has turned up at St Mirren mm-hmm. He's got a lot of stick However Rangers signed him He was probably the perfect signing for Rangers When they were in the Championship But like like Jason Holt He's not the type of player that Rangers want to get uh, For where they want to go uh, However It was it was solid He was it was, it was pretty dependable when he was at Kelly Yeah As a it seems sensible to me, as you say. I think with Rangers seemingly and bizarrely moving into being a competent team at the moment, um, having the likes of him, who, to be honest, he's sort of mid to mid to low Premiership quality. So you imagine that Rangers are going to want to uh, keep building. It makes sense for St Mirren as well. It means that Alan Stubbs is going to stop signing people from the Jamie Vardy Academy. So <laughs> temporarily, yeah, <laughs> a slight pause. Uh, Aberdeen, just there's two more I want to talk about. We're going to have, uh, ask Sean uh, from Lower Leagues. Mm-hmm. James Wilson is signed for Aberdeen uh, for on loan from Man United. He had a very good reputation at Man United at one point. However, he's only scored mm, six goals. I think he in pe- recent years. I think he picked up a very serious injury about two seasons ago, which was when I think he and Marcus Rashford were at about the same level, or mm. were considered to be the two big prospects up top. And that gave Rashford a chance, and he's now doing very little, but playing in the Premier League and for England. Um, yeah, because Wilson was pretty highly regarded before. He's, yeah, then. he's had a few, a couple of loan moves, but his attitude's been um, pinpointed as quite a bad attitude. There was, I'm sure it was him. There was a video kicking around Twitter a couple of seasons ago of him playing for Sheffield United. I think he started. It was like a Saturday afternoon game. And um, it was just of him spewing on the pitch. He looked like he had eye over. <laughs> I said looked like um, Daniel Arzani signed for Celtic I'm not sure Brendan Rodgers wanted him I'm not sure Celtic need him another attacker they've got plenty of attackers it just makes me wonder if the, they keep saying City yeah sure just send us your guys in the hope that they're going to get someone who turns out to be an absolute baller. ball on yeah baller uh, Sean Jai Katongo he's been released from Greenwich Morin yes what's the deal uh, they I believe they offered them a deal Got fed up waiting uh, on him signing that, and he has now left the club. He's now a free agent. I thought he was going to sign for Livingston because they announced that in the same news story as they had about them signing someone from Livingston. <laughs> I think so. It seemed a bit about, of an odd. Uh, the thing about Katongo is he will score an exceptional goal, and people that don't watch on weekend week out will say, "Geez, mm-hmm. oh, that Katongo's some player," and then he doesn't really do anything for about another month, and then he signs another. Uh, he scores another good goal, and it just that it just that's been his entire career today. What's, what's his level? If he remains fit, uh, the lower end of the Premiership. So there are a lot of Dundee fans saying, oh, Jai Katongo's free. Um, and I've seen him in a couple of games, not too many, but none of those games he particularly I'm not even me. entirely certain if he's made it through a full season at Morton and remained injury-free. No. I don't think, maybe one, if that. So a weird kind of body, kind of stature, so I don't know if that's partly for it. He's 
surprisingly small and stocky. Yeah. Um, but no, a decent player uh, can 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 ping a ball. But there's, he's literally never had a decent enough run in the side to judge whether or not he's going to make it. And injuries uh, have really hampered him to the degree that actually Morton fans aren't that fussed about him leaving. What about other uh, other transfers? Any other ones of note? I enjoyed uh, <laughs> Koulibaly uh, signing for Patrick Thistle and potentially never ever being able to play for them. I did enjoy seeing um, because when he was signed, there was talk of oh, but there's that clause which means that they'll have to pay Al Ali one million. And a lot of people, I think, a lot of Thistle fans were going, no, 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 that's if it was for a top tier team. Don't worry, our clubs thought this out. <laughs> um, and there's a story which broke today, which seems to be the uh, Egyptian FA going, no, no, you will pay us a million quid or eight hundred thousand, however much it is. I, I can see him never ever playing for Partick Thistle. No, I don't. I don't think Partick Thistle have the money to pay. Uh, I, I, pay in fact, I think it's a win-win scenario. If they are able to play him, I think he'll be a brilliant addition to the Championship and Scottish football in general. And if they are not able to play him, that would be really funny. Yeah. The Partick Thistle have also signed uh, Bryce in Tamboy. He looks. He also totally in. He actual. looks exactly like the type of player that Archibald would sign, and that he has done literally nothing in his career to date. Uh, they're always reliable. Wikipedia has him down, making about twenty appearances in his career. Uh, a, a defensive midfielder. He looks strong. Uh, Did he not score at the weekend as well? Or that was Matumbo against Celtic. Yeah, Matumbo. Matumbo. Uh, I don't think it was him. No, but maybe it was. But no, it wasn't because no, he signed after the Yeah, it was Matumbo. Uh, and I like uh, Mikado Mateus that's signed for Inverness Caledonia Thistle this is weird it was announced on it looks like an Inverness fan page yesterday that he signed for Inverness from Red Bull Salzburg mm-hmm. I was like well that's an impressive signing so I went on Inverness website there was nothing there but then it was announced today that he has signed but he signed from Red Bull Brazil uh, and he says that Inverness looks like paradise and it is it's a nice, nice piece in the world it's nice the Inverness official account retweeted and then deleted a retweet um, Peter Hartley's statement today. Of the... Of, of him apologising for what he said about Fabio Cardoso. I think he should have left it. Yeah. But it just seems odd that an official club account would retweet it. It's almost as if they've not learned about we it. Might talk about, we might talk about some uh, Patreon. We're right. going over I'm going okay. to show you that by uh, Craig Fowler because uh, we're in an hour. Uh, so, so yes... Uh, thank you very much for listening we are going to be on uh, Patreon now maybe talking about a bit, a bit about Peter Harley and also about uh, 90 minute 90 minute humi- humiliations if I managed to get that out correctly uh, so yep $2 a month get across to that you can find us at all the usual places Facebook Twitter Instagram emailish terracepodcast at gmail.com say goodbye Gary goodbye say goodbye Sean goodbye goodbye Podcast Network. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now you wanna get mixed up in the family business? Introducing the Godfather at ChapaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.